0: hello everybody and welcome back to the next 20 review. I'm Sinstaku I'm your executive producer and host today uh, and with me today is Shadow Course Hey oh, I'm Shadow Course and Jack hey guys I'm Jack and Aaron hey I'm Aaron. Yep, and uh, so uh, we do not have Pookie or units with us today. They were unable to play the StarCraft RPG with us, and so they are not. Uh, they they didn't feel like sitting in, and you know, they, we we did a one shot off recording a week or so ago, uh, and Jack and Aaron and Cody were in it along with myself. And Shadow Chorus is running it. Um, Cody could not join us today, so we just have the four of us all comfy cozy. So uh, today we're talking about the StarCraft RPG. Now, StarCraft RPG is a tabletop RPG, and like other tabletop RPGs that we've talked about previously, um, we are going to go a little bit light on the on the rules side of things. We'll fill in the gaps as we need. I'm just going to cover the basics of it, uh, and it, um, for this, there are uh, supplements for all three of the StarCraft races. We're only talking about Terran, and to give a little background on StarCraft itself, StarCraft is the uh, one of the worlds created by Blizzard Entertainment, uh, the found the creators of StarCraft, uh, StarCraft Two, the Warcraft games, and World of Warcraft. Um, the in particular, the StarCraft game is their sort of sci-fi, future, uh, alternate, you know, distant, distant planets and worlds uh, setting. Um, and if you recall our review of the Warcraft RPG from uh, the past, it's similar to that, uh, but using a different property. in the same original company. Now, unlike uh, the previous uh, Warcraft RPG, this is an unlicensed fan uh, fan RPG setup. This is a free thing, available freely on the uh, Game Designer's website, which is uh, www.leovantgamedesign.com uh Leo Vont and I will have a link to that in the show notes uh so you guys if you want to go and check it out you'll be able to do that you can also just google mm-hmm. Leo Vonts uh StarCraft RPG and you'll find it um to give you the the, the opening line on the website uh, over the last few years he has created a tabletop role playing game for the StarCraft setting by Blizzard Entertainment and he wants to share it with the world and the community uh and let the project grow with the help of his fellow Terrans his fellow human beings um, so on his website, he currently has available the complete StarCraft role-playing game core rulebook, which primarily focuses on Terrans. Uh, the character sheet, a fillable character sheet, an alternate version of the character sheet, a talent reference document, uh, and five sup or sorry six supplements: uh, two Zerg, two Protoss, one Terran, and a game master's guide. Um, and uh, these are where we're going to talk about the quality of the PDS a little bit, bearing in mind that it is a free document, but mostly what we're going to be talking about is our experiences playing it, specifically playing as Terrans, uh, in, a, in a short Terran one-shot that we did. Um, so, to give you a general overview of the game itself, it is a D20 system, uh, but it is a D20 system that only uses the D20. as the only dice you roll, and you only, and, and everything else in the game is a static number or a static target number. So... <laughs> Your character breakdown is that you have a number of abilities. And and the way the D twenty system works is you've got a number of you've got uh, strength, instinct, agility, intelligence, and willpower. These are your set characteristic abilities. Um and those are going to be at a number. They all start at two and can increase either by spending points as you level up or just at character gen, or from various background attributes. Um you then have uh, prowess skills and adventuring skills, and these represent these represent your ability to do various actions. Uh, prow- uh, prowess skills are things like weapon skills, using a rifle, using a pistol, and adventuring skills are things like climb jumping, climbing, mm-hmm. running, swimming, etc. Um, to give you an idea of how the game works, uh, say my agility is at three, and my adventuring skill for athletics, or sorry, acrobatics, or sn- sneaking or stealth is also at three i would add those two numbers together which gives me a six i would then roll a d20 add that six to whatever the result is and try to beat a target number set by the gm or set by a static number on an opposing character sheet um and that's basically how the entire game works it's a single roll of a d20 for just about everything you do adding up various numbers from various places Prowess skills are slightly different. Uh, Prowess skills do not add attributes to their numbers. They instead add the accuracy of whatever item or weapon you're trying to use. For example, if I'm using a pistol, uh, I would add my pistol skill, which let's say it's a three or a five. I'll say a pistol skill is a five. And then adding the accuracy of the pistol. So if I have a plus two accuracy on my pistol, add those two together, I'm rolling a seven roll a d20, plus 7, try to beat the defense of my target, which is a derived stat from various places. Um, There are also talents, uh, which uh, are sort of modifiers that can give you bonuses to your rolls, can give you other special abilities, things like that. Um the character generation uh, portion of the system is a point by system you start with a certain number of characteristic points depending on what level of campaign you're playing and you spend them on things like backgrounds specializations your abilities your skills such like that um for instance uh uh with, with Terrans at least it's different for Protoss and Zerg but we're not really covering those right now uh because sort of the core gameplay is focused around Terrans um the uh you have a background which determines where your character is from and gives you a little, so it gives you a little idea of where you're from and what you're like uh what that world is like um and also gives you increased ability points maybe some extra money it might lose you some money but give you more something else uh, and this sort of you know gives you sort of an idea of the flavor of your home world. Uh, then there are specializations that you can buy, uh, and those give you even more skills and sometimes equipment, sometimes extra abilities or extra talents and a special ability that sort of determines your kit. Your specialization is effectively your class for Terrans. Um, and then you know you can use those characters points to buy talents as well and such like that. Um, I think it's pretty much the game. Uh, there are a few other things, I think. Uh, Shadow Chorus, I th- think that's it.
1: There's probably a couple other things, but you can learn most of this for free because it's all, literally, it's all free PDFs on on Nilvan's website. So yep. anything that we missed, you can pick up pretty quick.
0: Yep, and we might go back and reference it later. So first, let's talk about what we liked about the system, starting with uh, Shadow Chorus.
1: i am a huge blizzard fan i love all things that blizzard makes i love starcraft and this is a fan game that uh immediately catches my heart because i do very much enjoy the starcraft universe and i've always wanted to play uh, a D style like a tabletop rpg uh centered around starcraft so it immediately caught my attention when john showed it to me so I obviously went through and read as much of the rule books as I could. And it it strikes me as really, really well put together for, especially for being a fan game. Like this is one guy building this with feedback from the community that, that follows him. So it is a very well put together game. Um, there's a couple of things that, uh, create balance issues, but it, it is constantly evolving as it's being developed. Um, And it does actually a really interesting job of striking the race balance of the Terran, Zerg, and Protoss across the actual tabletop system of how the three races are different and how you can play them and how they can interact with the rules. It's uh, actually a really interesting game to play.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I definitely uh, am right in the same boat. I've, I've always wanted to play with StarCraft. I actually, I, I like StarCraft better than WarCraft because it's sci-fi, and I'm a sci-fi guy. Um, but uh, but yeah, I definitely enjoy it too. Uh, Jack, what did you think about it?
2: I really did enjoy uh, seeing somebody who's put forth the effort to take something that, let's face it, has an international fan base um, and put it into the player's hands, especially it can be difficult to take an environment that is a very in its in its canon form is very uh, large scope, you know, because Starcraft is an RTS game, you're you're the player is commanding hundreds of units all at the same time and focusing that lens down to a single character where now you're in the boots of one individual and guiding them through whatever universe you're or setting your, your DM has, has made in the Starcraft world. So with that, I feel like it did an excellent job of keeping a lot of faith with the base canon source material, but Putting that different spin on it um, to where all of a sudden, you know, now instead of a top down view of an entire army, I get to be boots on the ground, carry my gun, ride my vulture bike and just have fun with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I enjoy that feeling of, you know, going from this top down view and sort of zooming into a single soldier's perspective. Um, that is something that just sort of it sort of clicks with me. It's a certain sort certain of enjoyment I get from that. Um, What about you, Aaron?
3: So I am not a long-term StarCraft fan. I have very little relationship to the franchise. So for me, it was very interesting to go into this with a group of people that generally know what's going on in this universe. And I think that the rulebook did a very good job of striking the balance between giving me enough information that I can make a feasible character for the world and understand what I'm doing in the world without giving over information overload. Um, And that sort of balance for someone who wants to play, but doesn't have the background.
0: Yeah. I think, I think it's good that they, and it's something that the Warcraft RPG does as well. Um, It gives you enough information that you don't have to go back and, you know, bury yourself in lore from the source material to, to enjoy it. Um and and yeah uh, very much for me I I like said earlier I enjoy the focusing so sort of the narrowing of perspective to taking us from this you know godlike perspective down to the boots of the everyman um I enjoy that it's it's a very flexible system uh in, in, I've talked about this previously uh in, in mm-hmm. other games and other systems but I I enjoy it when a game that I'm playing lets me do the things I want to do um. And, and, you know, uh, in some places it's a little bit roundabout in that way, but uh, I was able to make a melee-oriented tank character in a sci-fi ranged weapon-oriented setting. Uh, And I was effective in that. And that's something I think is important. And Cody made a strictly long-range character who was also, you know, also effective. Um and, you know, that that ability to go to two very opposite extremes is something that's difficult even in established settings. Like uh in in, in some settings, you know, there are distinct advantages to being specifically ranged, there are distinct advantages to being specifically up close. And and in, in, in certain systems it's hard to strike that balance that I think this has with its static numbers.
2: Yeah, the versatility of the system I really enjoyed as well because, um, you know, I'm for the one shot, I made a support character. I was the medic, you know, and while he had his combat capabilities, you know, you, <laughs> it would have probably been kind of dumb for me to not at least give him a sidearm. Um, the fact of the matter was I was effective, I was involved, and my character made a good contribution to the group beyond just being a heal bot as well so there was there was a lot of really cool stuff there and i think that's that's an earmark of a of a well-crafted game one where you know you've got different options other than combat monkeys
0: (laughs) yep uh, did anyone else want to add anything to the end of that before we move on i think that should be good all right, uh, so now we're going to talk about uh, things that we don't like. Um, and again, starting with Shadow Core, something that you do you don't particularly like about the system. So most of most
1: of my issues with this system are in the books. And bear in mind, this is made by one guy, so there's bound to be issues. You know, um, there's a lot of these. I've I've voiced to Leovant. Uh, and he's expressed his interest in, you know, improving over time. It's like there's a there's a bunch of different issues with the the layout of the books is my biggest number one issue is that the books are not laid out in the best way. Like there's a lot of times when especially during the one shot when we had to check back for a rule, we had to bounce around and try and find where in the rule book something important was at. Uh, you know, it's like trying to find what uh what does this stat do for me in regards to psionic powers what does it do for me in regards to this specific situation it's not always concise and all centered in one location in the book. So you got to look for what you're trying to find which is largely a case of one person trying to write an entire book you know it's easy it's easy to get lost and forget how much you know the system better than anyone else because you made it you know
0: yeah, uh, uh Levon is in dire need of an editor. Um what about you Jack?
2: I would say, yeah, the, as far as the books go, the information density can be a little daunting. Um, you know, there's pages and pages and pages of the different specializations and trainings and different things like that. Um, some of the systems are a little bit weird, uh, especially how they sort of scale and tier the abilities with the whole, you know, novice journeyman, et cetera thing. Uh, that was a little obscure for me to to try and wade through. So you do have to take your time with the books. Um that being said, if you're if you're willing to sit down and put in the time with the books, the information you need is there. It's just not always the easiest to find.
1: I, I will say that you can take the information in pretty bite sized chunks. Like you can start off with just the stuff that's relevant to your character and try and learn that.
0: Okay. Yeah, and which which is true of most systems. Uh, was that it, Jack, or did you have anything else you wanted to add? Yeah, that
2: was pretty much it as far as my. Um, my issues I think with the, the organization and the layout went. Uh, shadow course covered that pretty well. Um, but yeah, except for, except for those issues with the actual books themselves, I felt like m- the, the weaknesses and flaws of the system while apparent are fairly minor, honestly. And especially when you consider that this is basically just one guy just getting as much feedback as he can and trying to, to manufacture an entire system
0: from more or less scratch. Yeah. Uh, and Aaron.
3: Uh so in addition to what was kind of said about the books being a little disorganized um, my only complaint was that occasionally because there were so many static numbers the adding and subtracting of okay this does damage to me it does this much damage just as is a static number and how much does my armor prevent that? Did it hit? Um, there ended up being a lot of arithmetic, which isn't something I particularly enjoy, but isn't necessarily a flaw of the system. Just not not a feature I'm a huge fan of.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of small numbers that had to be added and subtracted at various degrees, and it, and it was constant because you were. You know, I add my weapon skill plus my accuracy, subtracted by this uh, cover bonus, but adding my aim factor, and then I got hit. Okay, reduced by my ballistic armor, uh, and increase the damage dealt by the amount they hit over my defense. But you know, it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of various levels of math in this that could be streamlined. Was there anything else? All right,
1: I have one more thing. After everyone else has done it, if you want to do yours first, since talking.
0: Well, Aaron, do you have anything else?
3: No, that was that was pretty much it.
0: Wait, uh, Shadow, of course, go ahead and do yours, and we'll, we'll we'll hop mine in after it. All
1: right, so there is. I've actually played around with the other races aside from the Terrans. I've had some time to experiment with all this stuff and there is a one pretty glaring issue with the racial balance that I've brought up to Lovant and he's talked about and he's like, he's still trying to figure out how to balance it, but it's something that he's working on. Um, Terrans start with gear and most of their power comes from their gear. Their attributes go up, their skills go up, they get new talents and abilities, but a lot of it comes from their gear and occasionally their psychic powers if you're playing a psionic protoss instead of having specializations have classes and these classes every level give them abilities that said they don't start off with a lot of with a lot of money to buy gear and their gear doesn't factor in as heavily as terran's gear does what that means is a terran will start out stronger than a protoss in their initial setup if they're on the same level But a Protoss will very rapidly grow in power until they eclipse the Terran almost entirely in terms of whatever they're supposed to do, whether it be combat or something outside of it. This means that Protoss very rapidly become beasts on the battlefield that are nigh insurmountable once they've gained a few levels and some okay equipment, whereas a Terran needs really good equipment to match out. And then Zerg have a whole other thing where their level means nothing a zerg is Zerg's power scale is entirely based on what they can eat, which means that a Zerg can become monstrous before anybody else, assuming a steady supply of biomass. So there's a little bit of balance issue in that regard that, honestly, I don't see how to fix at the moment, and I'm fairly certain that it will take some time of playing with Protoss and Zerg to really see how to fix it.
0: Um, <clears throat> yeah, so with me, uh, Mike, we've talked before uh, previously on on other reviews about redundant information, um, and about how the redundancy of information is important for a tabletop RPG, or for any sort of tabletop game. Um, And there's not a whole lot of redundancy in the information in these books, and I think that's probably my biggest issue. Uh, if you want to know a specific rule, you have to find that specific rule, and it's not always in the place you expect. Um, normally in a book, in in a book, in a layout, uh, in addition to having their own area where you can find information, uh, there is additional points where that information is referenced again and again and again and again. Um... You know, like things like you know, what does your armor value mean? What does these arm? What do these armor traits mean? What does this weapon trait mean? Uh, <clears throat> you know, how do psychic abilities work? For instance, uh, one I can think of off the top of my head. Um, the only place that it is referenced that you use uh, that you use willpower for rolling your psychic abilities. I think is under the willpower attribute description in the book rather than in the psychic powers section of the book where it's talking about actively using your psychic powers. Uh you know, ideally there would be that information will be repeated there again, and also would be repeated somewhere around the psychic specializations, and then also again repeated in the Protoss book or in the Zerg book. Um as you go through the various PDFs. The the add-on PDFs expect you to have read and memorized the core book before going to them. They do not repeat any information whatsoever, which means you're juggling PDFs to try to answer a question. Um, There's a lot of information that's spoken once and forgotten about. Uh, Like, for instance, what shift speed is. Uh, You know, uh, and and what, you know... uh, Armor, I, I, I touched on it earlier, but weapons and armors have weapons and armor have traits that affect what they do, and those are all listed in one category of armor and armor and weapon of, of item equipment traits. That's the only place they're listed. They're not listed again on items that say them. They're not listed again after the items later on or on the item upgrades that give them these traits. They are only listed one spot. Um, which can make it difficult again to find things and then you know also echoing there is the, the balancing issue between the, the, the various races but uh, Shadow of covered that uh, anybody else have anything they want to say on redundancy? <laughs>
2: No, I I can definitely support that, Um, you know, because after we played our one shot and we're talking about possibly doing a a longer campaign sometime in the future, I was like, well, I'm playing a freaking Protoss. I don't care, you know, and so I started sifting through those. And, you know, having having played a level one medic Terran scientist with absolutely no affiliation with psionics whatsoever, going through the Protoss handbook, I was like, wait, there's this whole psion thing and I don't know anything about this and I kept going through the PDF looking for explanations and it took me about 10 minutes before I realized oh it's not even in this document I have to go back to the core and see what they've got there yep which which didn't make sense to me not only from a organizational information redundancy standpoint but also from a kind of a kind of a lore standpoint you know because <laughs> If if you're a Starcraft fan, you know that the Terrans didn't invent psionics. That stuff sort of kind of originated with the Protoss, really, um, and then just it spills over into other races. But so, it, it, I think it would have made more sense that if it was going to be anywhere, you definitely would have wanted it in the Protoss
0: book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that that's an issue, and it's it's, it's not even not even even specific things like that. Uh, okay. char- character gen information isn't in any of the other PDFs. Um, Mm -hmm. there's no redundancy about what your attributes do. There's no redundancy about what sort of how many, the amount of points you get on each level of difficulty. There's no uh, redundancy about how to make your character. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's, I think that's a pretty big issue. Um, Yeah. does anybody else have anything they'd like to add to this section?
2: I'm good.
0: All All right. All right. uh, So now let's talk about, we're going to talk a little bit about the materials. So again, it's a bunch of free PDFs online, and again, it's free, you can't really beat that price. Um, for what it is, you know, one guy working on it, I think he's done a really good job, he desperately needs an editor, and more people playing this system, which is part of the reason why we wanted to do the review, just to let people know that it exists, and you know, that it's, it's pretty fun, um... The, I think the biggest issue that I have with the PDFs is the la- is not the not even the layout; it's the design of the individual PDF pages. Um, so, the page is a white page or sort of an off-white page with a border, a whole bunch of black text, and then in the middle of the page is the logo for that book behind the text.
2: Yeah, kind of watermarky.
0: It makes it so hard to read.
1: yeah i definitely i definitely think like to to improve that i would say like create a side margin and that's where you put the logo and all the watermark artwork is like on the side of the page and the main page is one flat color with text
2: yeah (sighs) the production design for the pdfs themselves could could definitely stand some improvement um you know and Granted, you know, I think I think all of us are going to couch everything with, you know, yeah, it has its problems, but remember, this is apparently one guy doing this all by himself, you know. So keep that as your expectations bar. But yeah, there are definitely improvements could be made on that sort of thing.
0: And and it only gets worse as you go to the other PDFs. The Protoss mm-hmm. PDF is yellow with black text. And the it logo hurts. in the background. <laughs> like, it hurts your eyes. The advanced Terran one is red with black text. The Zerg one yeah. is purple with black text. Um, like, I think the Zerg one's probably the easiest to read, and that's still hard to read. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much it, though. All it requires is a D20, and, you know, uh, we played it in Roll 20. So, you know, all you need is a D20 and the ability to see your character sheet. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the character sheet a little bit there. The character sheet has room for improvement. Um, There's a lot of missing information spots on the character sheet. And I think uh, uh, Shadow Course, Leovant said that this was his first draft still.
1: Yeah. Leovant mentioned that this, the reason there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, areas that are missing on the character sheet. For instance, accuracy is not listed nor is rending or things like that. And Mm -hmm. I, I mentioned, I mentioned to him, you know, if there's a thing that, that directly affects combat and it's not, a part of something else, it should probably be listed next to the weapons in that area. And his response was basically, yeah, um, I basically ran out of room when I was first building this character sheet. So my next pass, I'm going to go through with a smaller font and try and add more room for details like rending and, arm- and armor penetration and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, Armor penetration is there, but like rending and accuracy and stuff like that. And so basically it was a case of... Character sheet's too small. I ran out of room.
0: <laughs> I think, I think, well, yeah. And, and that speaks to an issue with actually your design. Like it's not that the character sheets too small is that you designed it to be too cluttered and, and it definitely looks cluttered. Uh, um, and there's no other word for it. When you look at this character sheet there, everything is crammed together as tight as it can be. Um, And there's not really
2: an intuitive flow per se in terms of the layout and where things are located, at least not from from my first pass on it.
0: Yeah. And and then there's a second page, but the second page is full of more stuff that could have been like could have been like it's it's repetition of things that are on the first page that could have just been left to the second page. Like Mm -hmm. gear and talents have a spot on the first page. You could have. Simply kept those entirely on the second page, made a third page for general notes or any sort of other extra stuff you need, and made the second page gear talents class. Yes, yeah, like there's a
1: there's there's a there's a general rule that I've come across for character sheets where I feel like two to three pages is generally optimum. Because first page is immediately relevant role-playing and combat stuff. Stuff that you will use every time, all the time, every session. Your attacks, your specific abilities, th- things that are always activated, your health, uh-huh. your stats, stuff like that. Second page, less relevant stuff. Your equipment that doesn't always get used. You know, the, the like the communicator that you've got in your back pocket. You know, the spells that aren't always relevant. The um, talents that are more subtle, and then third page is character notes and stuff that isn't related to the gameplay itself.
0: Yeah, and also a place for, like, uh if there's any sort of, uh, if there's any sort of value system or, uh, or, um, like, currency or character creation points or anything like that, they should have their own spot so you can keep track when you need them. Um, rather than like in this, everything like currency and, and honor and things like that are all at the bottom of the second page rather than the top of the first page, which is where you need it.
1: Now I would say that I would say that currency can probably go on the equipment page, which is the second page, but it should probably definitely be near the top of that second page.
0: Yeah. With the equipment, but the equipment page is the first page.
2: (laughs) And also the second page.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah so you know it's 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 cluttered and not very well organized it could definitely use somebody that's like a, a a graphic designer to take a whack at it um and sort of figure it out which they you know they, they kind of did some with a, a person that voluntarily made a alternate character sheet uh, and the alternate character sheet has it's a bit a little bit better laid out you know it's got it's it's a single page first of all which has all the relevant information uh on it including the accuracy bonus range increments capacity mags etc all the skills are listed off to the left uh, all the relevant attributes are at the top and then there's just two sections at the bottom for talents and gear uh, it's a much better laid out you know, this is, this is clearly a character sheet that's been t- taken by a graphic designer and looked at um, has a has a big thing for crippled limbs which I don't know if that's super relevant
1: it is um, crippling limbs is basically how you die <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i read that section it's it is one of those things with redundancy
1: okay yeah basically if you get hit and you drop to zero hit points you don't immediately die you take a crippling wound and if you take too many crippling wounds you die
0: or lose a limb, or whatever. Or lose a limb.
1: yeah if you if but you, that's if you,
2: okay
0: because there's prosthetics yep.
1: <laughs> if you lose your head or your
2: torso you die okay so you can't get those replaced but
0: Well, I'm sure you could probably get your torso replaced. (laughs) Anyways. Uh, yeah. So, like, the the second character sheet is better. It's not not as good as it could be, but better. Um, it's a little bit hard to read because the font they chose to use is hard to read. (laughs) Um...
1: I'm not so down on the font because it is the StarCraft font, so I, I'm, I'm willing to forgive that because it is the StarCraft font.
0: But the StarCraft not, font is hard horribly, to read. <laughs> it's not horribly
1: hard to read. like It takes a minute to get used to it, but once you've gotten used to it, it's just another font in your eyes.
0: Yeah, uh, so I, th- I think, does is, is anybody else have anything they want to talk about um, materials-wise, looking at the PDFs?
2: Yeah, no, I'm pretty good on that. Um, you know, it's it's easy enough if you're willing to, to wade through to find it but you really have to invest the time because of the redundancy
1: issues mm-hmm.
0: yep. alright uh, so we'll go ahead and get on to our final opinions and review scores starting with Shadow Horse
1: Hey. Um... I very much enjoy the system for all of its flaws. I can forgive most of them because, as we mentioned, it's one guy. Levant is doing a great job, and I want him to keep doing that great job and keep making this fantastic system. And um, he definitely needs more players for feedback and more feedback in general. People need to, you know, let him know what they think should be improved, what should be done, and just give him support because he's doing this basically by himself. Um, I very much enjoy the system and. Uh, with its flaws, I give it a B plus because it is very fun to play, very enjoyable. I definitely want to keep playing it. Uh, it's just a, it's those few flaws are the things that stop it from being an A or even an A plus in my eyes. Okay,
0: uh, Jack.
2: Yeah, um, as far as everything goes, it's a flexible system. You know, um, you can play pretty much any type of character as far as a role. Uh, purpose or uh, party functionality goes, um i like the the differences that they put between zerg terran and protoss you can definitely tell in the flavor that these are three distinct factions and races even from their in a sense you know their leveling mechanics where the terrans are gear heavy the protoss pay for things not with currency but with honor and the zerg well it's always just evolve 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 you know so i like that flavor that's been built into it for one guy just doing this by himself there's there's obviously an immense amount of work, um, the improvements that are needed we've mentioned. But you know, my hat is off to to Levant for for putting this much effort into it. Um, I would say, I
0: I go B B plus. Yeah. All right, and Aaron.
3: Um. So I really enjoyed the system, despite the sort of constant number juggling that comes with static number systems. And there is definitely a lot of work put in, even with the issues we mentioned about where things are and aren't. Um, And it definitely does do a good job of incorporating being in that world for someone who's not familiar with it. Um, I'd probably give it a B-minus just because – Perhaps I'm a little less invested in this world. I find less of that connection, but it's still a game I'd want to play.
0: All right. And uh, for me, yeah, fun game. The system is fun. It's easy to pick up once you sort of know how to read the PDFs, which I think is a really big issue. I think probably the biggest hurdle to playing this game is the documentation itself, which is a bad sign for any game. Um, And we, you know, previously on the National Review, we've talked about uh, how uh, the booklets of tabletop games or the game design itself can be very off-putting or can be a hurdle to overcome to enjoy a game, even if it's a really good game. Uh, And that, you know, that that always costs in the final grading area and it costs in people's opinions because more often than not, when people recall uh, playing a game, the flaws stick out more than the things that went right, because when things go right, they just go right and you don't take note of them. But when something goes wrong, it sticks out in your mind and it becomes like a burr that you need to you know excise. Um, and even with all that said, I I you know I give this game I give this uh, system a solid B, straight down the line. Uh, it's fun. It's a system that I am very much want to see. Where it goes from here, and I hope that you know. I hope that this helps Leo Uh, I hope you know. I I I think Shadow Course probably intends to send him a link to this when it goes up, um. Because this is you know this is a good oh, amount of, yeah this is a good amount of feedback, and, and I hope he takes it on board. I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't you know give up or quit because it's a really good game. Uh, it's a really good system. I enjoy it. It just you know it it it's got issues, and we're here to fix them. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, I think pretty, you know B's all around. I think that's that's a pretty good score for 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 anybody to to boast. Um, we will probably revisit this uh later on down the line after we've done a full campaign and we've played around with the Zerg and the Protoss a little bit more, just sort of checking them out and uh, and seeing where where some more of uh, the balance issues may lie and and if the game you know if if future updates drastically change how we feel about the game, we'll be sure to update you guys. Um. Until then, uh, does anybody have any last points they want to make? Any last quick notes? Uh,
1: if you like StarCraft, play this game. The only way that the only way this game improves is if people play it and give Lovant the feedback that he needs to keep making the game better.
0: It's true. Yeah. yeah.
2: And free stuff is always good. Um. Mm. And I've seen a lot of free stuff out there that is way worse than this. Um. And that people have eaten up. So it, you know. Yeah, check out the website, download the stuff, try it with your friends and let's we if we all jump on board this can become a very very cool fan-sourced fan-created thing that we can all enjoy.
0: Yep. All right so this has been the match 20 review for Starcraft RPG and we have been final show films we produce a wide variety of content every day of the week you can check us out at final you can also check us out on our patreon page at patreon.com slash fs films uh, if you like to support us financially you can do it there um, thank you to our $25 patrons Chris Comfort and Andy Tonic without whom we couldn't do all the things that we do uh, also if you'd like to help if you'd like to uh, donate to us financially but you don't want to do it on a monthly basis we do have a one-time donate button on our website at final Films.com. you can check it out click that button give us some money give give us some love we appreciate it uh yeah and that's about it so until next time we will see you all later say goodbye everybody bye bye goodbye